0: of Impact Podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now, here's Rick. Welcome to the Point of Impact Podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. As we focus uh, on really the the year that we are coming to a close here, this 2021, I thought it would be really valuable to devote an episode toward reflection upon this year as it comes to a close. I am a huge believer in reflection and in goal setting. And in order to goal set, you first have to reflect. As we look toward a new year, we first want to spend some time evaluating this past year. So we're going to talk about that today. Before we jump into that, I just want to give you a couple updates one is that i will be speaking on christmas eve on pray radio or the pray app or pray.com all part of the same same thing Uh, so if you are looking for a christmas eve message something that will help you to celebrate christmas but frankly will also help you throughout uh, the new year then i would really encourage you that message we'll have four powerful principles that come out of this season of the year, but you can practice them all year long. I think it'll be really helpful to you. I hope that you can take advantage of listening to that. Again, Christmas Eve, that message will be on Christmas Eve. The other big piece of news, I've been talking about my new book that comes out January the 4th, but some new developments just amazing I guess Amazon you know they kind of rule the world it's just unbelievable the things they can do that nobody else seems to be able to do but found out that Amazon even though the book doesn't come out until January 4th you can get the book right now on Amazon it is uh, it is available now you can have it for Christmas you can have it for the new year. Uh, It's, I don't know how they do these things, but you don't have to wait until January the 4th to get the book on Amazon. You can get the book on Amazon right now. Again, it's called This is Living, Daily Inspiration to Live Your Faith. And it is a book that contains 100 devotions or meditations, readings, whatever you want to call them. They take about two and a half or three minutes to read each day for 100 days. You know, you can do it Monday through Friday if you want. You know, you can do it however you want, but it's designed that way to be done each day or, again, daily, whatever your uh, rate uh, is going to be, whatever your model might be for your scheduling it. So, there's 100 of them. They are filled with just fantastic stories, great stories with a Bible verse and a practical application for you. So each day that you read them, you'll learn something, you will be inspired, and you'll have something to, to do, some good step that you can take from there. Uh, I'm really excited about it. The book is beautiful. It's It's got incredible cover. It's got color pages. It's just a really nice book. It's a really cool size, slightly smaller than a regular book, but just a little bit smaller, but you can, you know, it can fits in your hand nicely. Certainly can do ebook if you want, but it's hard, it's hard, it's hard cover. It's hard bound. So it's, it's really nice. And I just think it will be a a real benefit for you to have this daily time There's been such a focus this year on mental health and this is a perfect tool for your mental health. Just like you need to exercise and eat right for your physical health, you need to do something like have a a short reading each day for your mental health. You will gain greater peace, you'll have more joy, you will just have less anxiety and stress if you read something like this every day, I think it's best to do it first thing in the morning, but you could do it at lunch or in the evening or even before you go to bed at night, whatever works best for you. But I think it can really set you up if you have your mindset right when you start your day. So I really hope you'll get it and not just get it, but you know, read it, use it, use it daily for 100 days. I think you'll see a huge difference in your life because of it. So Those are things that are happening as we look toward a new year. We'll be taking a little break, not long break, but a little break for a few weeks over the holidays, and then we'll hit it again in the new year. And in the new year, I'm going to focus on decision-making, how to make the best decisions that you can make so that you can have the best year you've ever had. But before we get to that, Let's end this year with some introspection and uh, reflection, and I want to do it this way. What are self-sabotaging behaviors in your life that are keeping you from achieving your goals? Maybe what you set out to do at the beginning of this year didn't happen, and maybe it's because of these self-sabotaging behaviors and how can you overcome them so that in the new year, in 2022, you will achieve your goals because you won't sabotage yourself with some of these behaviors. And I'm going to look at nine of them today and we will group them in groups of three because they have some similarities and the, the way in which we can overcome them, you can use some of the same principles. So the first group are these behaviors that create self-fulfilling prophecies. In other words, within self-sabotage, there's these behaviors that hold us back in many ways. And the, the first one is in this group that that we can call self-fulfilling prophecy so the first one of these behaviors is uh the procrastinator are you a procrastinator someone who constantly puts off or waits until the last possible minute to do what you need to do what this behavior does is it it wastes time It, it it creates um More stress, it does not bless your life in any positive way. What ends up happening is, uh, you know, you, you end up with unproductive time. And what this does is it sets you up to believe that you have to put things off, that you can't sort of get ahead of things or maybe worse that the only way you can really achieve is to you know wait to the last minute that kind of thinking procrastination being a procrastinator it is a a self-sabotaging behavior procrastinators do not do not achieve their goals by and large they they do not end up achieving their not nearly as successful as they could be because of this simple self-sabotaging behavior and again when you buy into this lie that this is just how you are that you know you wait to the last minute that's that's you know that's who I am that's the way I am you know like maybe even with Christmas you know you still haven't purchased your gifts, you're, you're, you're waiting to the last possible moment. You've got one week to get it all done. And that's really extra stressful and generally ends up with buying gifts that aren't the best gifts because you haven't really planned it out and thought about it and gone through that process that, that, that you want to. The second is the overthinker. Uh, This is the kind of person that thinks everything to death, you know, just like Just think, think, think. Um, And so something small can turn into this spiral of anxious thoughts. This kind of behavior strips you of your confidence and creates constant self-doubt, over-focuses on the negative, and then again sets up the self-fulfilling prophecy. Prophecy. Not good. This is not how you want to live your life. It will not bring you the success that you're after. I can tell you that for certain. It just causes you a lot of mental anguish, and I'm going to say a lot of unnecessary mental anguish by too much thinking, which leads to too much anxious thoughts too much self-doubt, and then, again, you can end up creating that self-fulfilling prophecy, and then it ends up, and you're like, "Well, see, this is exactly how I knew it was going to end up, And, and it's not that it needed to end up that way. It's that you set yourself up for that, and I just wonder, you know, have you done that this year? Have you done that? Has your overthinking caused you unnecessary anxiety, too much self-doubt, too much focus on the negative and really forced you into something where the very things that you thought would happen that are not good ended up happening, not because they had to happen, but because of this kind of self-sabotaging behavior. Here's a third one within this grouping of creating self-fulfilling prophecies, the assumer. Uh, an assumer is someone who's always predicting the future and acting on those predictions before seeing if they come true. In other words, you decide, you know, how you're going to feel, what's going to happen, how people are going to react before you even enter the situation. So what this does is it prevents you from taking action; it keeps you stuck closes you off to new opportunities and of most significantly it never allows you to prove prove it wrong prove it to not be true prove it to not be accurate because you've already predicted it acted on your prediction your assumption and not given it an opportunity to even see whether it's accurate or true whether it even is the way you acted it to be I mean, this is—it's just really powerful. You just and again, you know, just evaluate yourself. Just look at yourself and just evaluate yourself. Do you do this? Do you just start predicting the future and acting on those predictions? And 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 what has it kept you from from this year? Prevented you from taking action, from really taking advantage of new opportunities, kept you stuck. So. What can you do if you're the procrastinator or the overthinker or the assumer about about these self-fulfilling prophecies that you have created? Well, let's you know, you look at look at them and all of them that set you up to believe something that may not actually be true. So you create these self-fulfilling prophecies and you end up behaving the outcome you know, like behaving that the outcome is true because you don't give yourself a chance to prove it wrong. For instance, if you're an assumer, you may think, I'm not going to have any fun if I go to that party. You know, maybe there's still a Christmas party to go to. And you say, uh, I- I'm not going to have any fun, so I- I- I'm not even going to go. The response to this, by the way, in terms of a psychological term would be opposite action. It's not, you know, nothing very technical there. The idea is that you respond with the exact opposite action of what your self-sabotage is telling you. So, in other words, you go to the party because your self-sabotaging, your assumer ways are telling you, well, you know, I'm not going to have any fun, so I'm not going to go. So do the opposite here's uh here's here would be like uh, another for the say the procrastinator if your self-sabotage is saying that you work better under pressure so you should procrastinate then choose to do it now instead of putting it off do the opposite action purposely do the exact opposite in 2022 do the opposite action don't tell yourself the self-sabotaging message that you work best under pressure get it done now right away if if your self-sabotage tells you that someone probably doesn't like you so you shouldn't call them or reach out to them do the opposite call them give yourself more data more information more evidence to show you exactly where your self-sabotage is steering you wrong and create new perspectives in 2022 in the new year new perspectives by not limiting yourself by getting accurate information and and realizing that you know what some of these assumptions last year just were wrong this overthinking unnecessary procrastinating not good for me much better when i don't procrastinate try it friends going to have a better year. Okay, here's another group. Those who remove positive things from their lives. So self-sabotage doesn't always look like avoiding the things that will get where get you where you want to go. Some instead of thinking their way out of things, putting something off or looking at their future in a negative light, like we've talked about, they actively go out of their way to remove positive things from their lives. Yeah, doesn't sound right, does it? That's why it's called self-sabotage. All right, let's look at three. The avoider. Avoiders keep themselves away from situations that cause them anxiety or push them out of their comfort zone. Hmm, out of the comfort zone. So many good things that have happened in my life have happened by pushing myself out of my comfort zone. How about in the new year, 2022 is the year you go out of your comfort zone? Because here's the thing. When you don't, it limits your growth opportunities. It reinforces your fear. It removes positive opportunities from your life. It removes enjoyable experiences from your life. Let's have a happy new year. Let's have a better year. How can we do that? Don't avoid. Push yourself. Push yourself. The only way out is through. Robert Frost said. Wrote. The only way out is through. Go through. Let yourself try new things. You'll be happy that you did, friends. I'm telling you. The second is the self-protector. This is someone who's constantly covered, you know, in like a figurative armor, if you would. They're always keeping their guard up because they believe that an attack could be coming around any corner. The walls are up. So what happens? Well, relationships can't really have any depth. Can't have any longevity because the walls are up, the metaphorical armor is all around you. And this is this is no way to live. Relationships are the you know, they're the essence of life. that's what makes us human and unique. In the Christian faith, love is the, the foundation of everything. God loves us, we love others. It, love is love is the focus love is the key but if you you can't let people love you if you can't let let them into your life and of course I know you're saying hey Rick you know you just don't understand I've been hurt and and I just just want to you know maybe you're listening for the first time I just want to tell you I was a pastor for you know a long time many many years I've worked with thousands of people I've sat with people I've talked with people I've led people I'm not unaware of the hurt and the pain that can come into our lives through relationships. But the answer positively is not to wall ourselves off. Now, you may have to heal up, but what happens is sometimes we heal up and then we never re-engage. This happens so much in life. You know, we we say we're going to take a break. Okay, it's, it's reasonable. But then the break becomes a longer break and a longer break and a longer break and before you know it. You never, uh, you never got back in. Here's the third self-sabotager in this area of removing positive things, the control freak. You know, this is the person that ensures that they're never going to be surprised. They're never going to be caught off guard. They want to be prepared for every situation and interaction. And so their method is to control everything they possibly can. Now, there's nothing wrong with preparation. There's nothing wrong with planning. In fact, I believe in those things greatly. And and if you're going to have a successful new year, you're going to need to plan for sure, prepare, absolutely. But here's the thing. When you become a control freak, you tend to avoid situations where you're less likely to have control, become fearful of these situations, and that limits your growth opportunities. This then reinforces your anxiety, which limits your social engagements and your social opportunities. I mean, it's a devastating cycle. And maybe that's what, you know, again, that's what happened this year. Just this is a reflection time. This episode is about looking over this year as it's coming to an end and asking yourself, did you do that? Did you miss out on opportunities? Did you miss out on engagements? was your social life not what it could have been professionally not what could have been because you avoided situations where you didn't have control or you were fearful you told yourself well I just like to be prepared and I I'm just a planner and you you took that to an extreme I don't care how much you plan or prepare, there are times you're going to be caught off guard. There are times you're going to be surprised. Every situation you cannot control. You cannot know what's going to happen in every situation. That's just life, friends. What can you do if you have one of these self-sabotage self-sabotaging behaviors? All of these remove positive things from our lives and really it all comes down to one thing and it's something i dedicated several episodes just recently to, and that's fear so to overcome it is to face fear through uh you know kind of a, a systematic desensitization this means that you slowly expose yourself to some of these fearful situations so you can decrease your fear response you you think about situations that that cause you fear that you want to control that cause you fear so you want to protect cause you fear so you want to avoid you think about them and say, maybe put them in the order of the, say, least fear provoking, you know, to the, to the most, you know, almost like people that say, hey, here's how you get out of debt, pay off the smallest amount of debt you have first, you know, and then you sort of build some momentum, same sort of concept. Start with the lowest, least fear and expose yourself to that situation. Keep yourself calm. Tell yourself, you know, positive things. And then once you feel comfortable in that situation, you know, you can move to to the next one and and to the next one. And 2022 will be about moving to the next one and to the next one and less fear in your life. Believing that there are good things for you, that there are great opportunities for you, that there is growth for you. That there are good loving people in this world for you and so you move in that direction the third grouping is is those who lower their self-worth so the previous types of self-sabotage involve taking things away you know avoiding a potentially uncomfortable situation or talking yourself out of something that could be good for your growth or pushing away any situation that you you feel you can't control self-sabotage often takes the opposite approach Piling on heaps of negative thoughts that cheat you out of reaching your goals. Ultimately, this approach lowers your view of yourself in a similar way to that kind of style of avoidance. You know, you reinforce the idea that you're not worthy of getting what you want, you're not worthy of your, your goals coming to fruition, you're not worthy of your dreams uh, being realized. So this causes you to do what? To stop trying. And there's there's three there's three kind of folks that fit into this. The first is the overindulger. This is the type of person that lacks moderation and balance. So you know they're either completely you know on or completely off. They're they're uh, the kind of people that turn a little into a lot and you know sort of black and white all or nothing and what this does it prevents you from achieving your goals and sets you up to believe that you're in this all or nothing kind of behavior loop and there's a lot in between all and, and nothing there's a continuum there's a spectrum and everything Doesn't have to be at one end or the other. This might, by the way, might help us in our national conversation as well. You know, we don't have to go to the extremes. And so, if we can stay in balance, it's really such a great thing, such a great goal for for the new year to be in balance. It's fascinating proverb in the bible that says a false balance is an abomination to the lord but a just weight is his delight which means god really big big words there god abomination very bad god does not like it at all and delight very positive word so god's really happy when we're in balance moderation is just such an important thing and maybe this is you you know you've been an overindulger you have not been in balance this year how about next year living more in balance and really having greater self-control. The second behavior kind of person, the self-critic, you know, these are the folks who are constantly analyzing their behavior and and beating themselves up for it. They tend to ignore evidence that's positive and overemphasize evidence that suggests that in some way they're flawed some way they're a failure in some way they they come up short this type of thinking just sets you up for low self-esteem and then makes it harder to you know really push yourself and to branch out and to experience new things because you're believing that lie about about yourself you know one of the great things about the christian faith is the message of God's love and acceptance for us that we are accepted and loved by God that God will forgive us of our imperfection he will forgive us of our sins that God accepts us as we are and then helps us through the power of the Holy Spirit to become what God has created us to be, destined us to be so that we can, we can have a full self-acceptance that we can know that we're Loved, accepted, forgiven, know that God uses people, all kinds of people. The Bible is full of stories of how God uses all kinds of people. It's one of the great one of the great things about the Bible is just witnessing all the people that you know God uses in spite of their imperfections. And we you know write down the list from Moses, killed somebody in anger, not too good. David committed adultery. Wow, this is bad stuff. And yet God forgives and restores and God's in the business of redeeming and restoring. You don't have to see yourself this way. The final behavior is the perfectionist. It's the person, you know, that everything's just got to be ideal. There's a standard they're always trying to meet and live up to and you know, this just creates that another one of these cycles and loops where you're avoiding because, you know, you're not perfect and you just set yourself up for self-criticism and self-attack. It's not healthy. It's not good. It doesn't work. All of these self-sabotage styles ultimately lower our self-worth. So... What can you do? You know, the, they they lower self-esteem and lower self-esteem breeds these kinds of sabotage behaviors. So the best way really is confidence building. You know, it's just like creating a list of, you know, what you've accomplished, what what makes you special and unique. Sometimes it's good to just get out your resume and see what you've done. You, you know, you're, you might be surprised. You might be kind of... Amazed, I I had to do something recently for the speaking thing and had to give a bunch of information. And I was like, wow, you know, I just you just forget stuff that you've done and you're you can be kind of proud of yourself. Take some time, you know, each day to just really see what you've done well, what you know, what you've done that you can really be proud of and build your confidence and believe in yourself. And then you can act accordingly. So I hope you reflect on these and see which of these maybe behaviors impacted you this year and kept you from achieving your goals and kept you from having the year that you wanted to have. And in the new year, you're going to overcome them and have the best year ever. I'll see you in the new year. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.